<laughs> Peace out. This is me for the Tell Podcast. This you got to spend some trouble about uh, homeboys and girls. Because y'all switch seats, man. This should be fucking me up. We got wife in the building. Skinny, two yeah, chains. I see you. Oh, you got three on. Oh, man, I Boy, you shot it today like a preacher. I, I, yeah, I talk about that off air. Uh, Did he give you a chain for stealing the dog? (laughs) (laughs) With with the rapper, the rapper beanie on. I see he old today. They left you a chain, man. He had the dog for two days. Got stolen. Wait, are are we getting the Anthony Way reveal on Saturday? Don't act like I won't, nigga. Act like I won't. The dog got stolen. Doggone, man. No. It's my daughter's karma. My daughter stole. They, they, they might steal that dog. They left the gate open for that dog. No, listen. Somebody stole the dog. But the same day, <laughs> the same day my daughter stole from the store. I told her it's her karma. Ah, yeah. You stole something, your dog gone. Yeah, came back fast. You sure that's what it was? No, I fucked First up. dog ran away and, ain't, and the outcome wasn't too good. No, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, somebody opened the gate, brother. You know, that gate been closed. So it was a Beamer logo on the I dog. I looked outside. I seen it. And I should have knew. When I didn't hear that dog barking, I said, something going on, bro. Because this dog barking. It's a smoker. Uh, we know a smoker got that dog. Oh, definitely. That was definitely smoker a smoker. Got that dog. I don't know what they're going to oh, do with it. But... No, that's a premium dog, though. That's that's yeah. that's good drugs. I know. I'm yeah. pissed off. you good drugs with that dog. <laughs> that's what crack these <laughs> Ain't no Bamaroo with that dog. That's oh, premium, baby. We want cocaine today. We won't crack. We want cocaine. Yeah, hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Ivan. Namaste. Uh, Panda Bunny. <laughs> Namaste. Look at him. Yeah, Namaste. man. What is happening? Oh, he came here with his chakras aligned. How, how you say it? I say? Asahi? Ashe. 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 Stick to the prayer, man. Stick to the prayer. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Oh, we came here with his gym clothes on, too. That's crazy. I literally did. I literally, that's why. I... You just left the gym? Yeah, I take a you whole ain't bath. do sit ups in the black women's shirt. No, I went home, took a whole bath, and then came. Oh, okay, that's what's up. That's, that's crazy. That's dope. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. No, that, that really happened. I took one too, though. So we the whole, the whole, we whole bath, bath hey, buddies, man. boy. The whole bath, boy. Ooh, <laughs> ooh look. Just, you know what I'm saying? Not too many. You got to clean the Spray the cologne out. on. Oh. <laughs> cologne over the musk. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I started to do acts, but I was like, I don't disrespect these people like that. If it had just been y'all, it would have just been acts. We got guests. So yeah, so what you mean? Don't do that with us either. Don't come here with that body act. spray. Acts. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, man, we, uh, we're joined by um, some very, very, very special guests. Mm. Uh, Namaste. Why do you keep saying that? That don't fit. I just feel like that fit for everything. What is happening? No. What? Let's go. What does it mean? It means namaste. <laughs> wow, I mean, that's cool. Um, I mean, I, I'm gonna let these fine, fine individuals introduce themselves, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of copping out because this brother's name is like shit. You just said it though. It's a thirty on Scrabble, bro. But you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> you just got it right. You just got it right. Well, it's a 30. <laughs> Words with friends. I'm killing niggas. I smell that shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. The floor is y'all, man. No, you <laughs> Greetings, man. With my 30 name. Uh, Gator <laughs> Chambers is my name. Who? And he freestyled it earlier perfect. He said it perfect. Without said, no man, hindrance, no just... help. 
Jagada came out smooth. Jagada. It was an accident. The lock it in, Jagada. Jagada. The second A is long. Sometimes, you know, that Clark County education, they think Jagada. Oh, it's okay. It's a hard A. Jagada. Okay. Um, I'm the co-director of the Mass Liberation Project alongside uh, the fierce leader of the Mass Liberation Project, Leslie Turner. I'll definitely surrender the floor to her first. Okay. Because uh, okay. I'm always her assistant. Even, don't that. let the co-director fool you. Come she on, run this. She okay. driving this ship. So oh, namaste, man. sis. Namaste. <laughs> um, I'm like super nervous. Am I good? No, you good, man. You gotta, you gotta get the you gotta get the mic closer oh, okay. to you. Yeah, dude. Is that right. good? I'm like, I want to be breathing. All no, you all good. <laughs> closer. Yeah, I'm, closer. Okay. I'm trying not to be like right up on it. No, you good. You good. We you good. Something crazy. Okay. We um, I'm Leslie Turner, uh, the co-director of Mass Liberation Project. <clears throat> this is our fifth year uh, doing work here in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, but I'm like 20 years deep in terms of like movement work. I'm from LA. I've been here. Since 99, like off and oh, wow. on, you know, oh, wow. I, I was a freshman at UNLV in 99. So, you know, I'm a like, okay, a alumni. Now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. you're from, you're right. From, you're from Vegas. Pretty much, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's all love in terms of California, Los Angeles, always, you know, it's in my heart, but I've been here for a minute. And um, yeah, so we out here, we doing work um, to really to focus on the liberation of black folks in particular, mm. but, you know, the liberation of black people begets the liberation of everybody. So that's kind of our uh, philosophy and like why we do the work we do. Mm, okay. That's what's up. So like that, yeah. where did you get your start? Where did you get your start? And then how did y'all like come together? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, when she, like she said, her freshman year in 99, that was actually my senior year in college. I was playing uh, baseball in uh, the Midwest, went on spring break. And got into a physical altercation with a dear friend of mine. Mm. Um, ended up being incarcerated for like six years. So for fighting your homeboy, stabbing my homeboy. Oh, a few you stabbed times. Him. <laughs> stabbing my homeboy. Yeah. The fight was cool, but <laughs> yeah, no, just keep, just keep it all peace. That's what we yeah. we, we moving it all peace. <laughs> Tell him what he do. No, you know, spring break, and it's funny because guess what? It's spring break. We already yeah, that's one, crazy. Yeah. One decision to fuck your whole life yeah, up, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. at the the last day of the spring break at five in the morning. You know, we had a, a little altercation. Oh, but spring break was almost over too. It was man, stop playing. It, it was it was almost over for yeah, real. That's crazy. God made sure I extended that twenty one days because I sat in the county. I was in the Latchford County in Florida, so um, my incarceration was in Florida. I'm from California as well. So okay, okay. Just Ooh. you know, Ooh. hard. Like, too. Yeah. yeah, stop playing. Yeah. Walking, the, walking is real treacherous. Yeah. Ooh. My lived experience. This was 99? Stop playing. Yeah, I, I was incarcerated from 99 to 2004. Went to trial, oh, lost their trial. From California yeah, say to slow. Florida. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, don't take me away from my people like that. No, nah, for real, you know, um, my incarceration was extremely intense. My mother passed away the first year. Oh, my God. My, my grandmother passed six months after that. My father passed two months after that. So it, it got Damn. real quick. You sound like old boy from life. No, yeah. you know when, they read the, when they read the letter yeah, in life, for real man, yeah. the dog got worms. And <laughs> you sound like him back to back. I can yeah. remember praying like, "Hey, God, I can't take like more. relax. Yeah. I can't let, yeah. me, wow. let me do this big because yeah. the big yeah. is enough." But 
but that's where your passion becomes your purpose, hopefully. Mm. And that's where, okay. you know, when I'm when we interacting with these mamas and grandmamas who they shaking like Don Knotts going into the courtroom, we want to hold yeah. their hand, yeah. get any kind of comfort that's there because it's real. My mama let me know she couldn't sleep worrying about me. So I take that as my purpose, you know, to help. Yeah. Even the youngsters, they extra credit. I'm worried about your mama. Yeah. You know, I'm worried yeah. about grandma. So that's really what my passion was in coming out here. If you really want to help somebody, it's always going to be a lane. Um, but Jesus. luckily, God uh, is actually a gentleman in Northern California who's revered in the spaces. Um, Raj in Silicon Valley Debug, he reached out to me and was like, Gay, this is somebody in Vegas I want you to meet. Yeah. That was like, uh, I want to say December 16. Okay. That's what mm. linked me to Leslie. She was actually in the building stages of the Mass Liberation Project. It was in the incubator stage at Plan Progressive Leadership Alliance in Nevada. And um, me as a formerly incarcerated person, they had a fellowship. She created a fellowship, you know, and said, because yeah. you can help, but you need to feed your people. I, I was gambling to feed mine at that point. So I got some stability through the project. Mm. And, now, you know, five years later, I'm, I'm co-director alongside her. And, you know, just stay down till you come up. That's, Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's the real epitome. Namaste. Talking about Namaste. the story. <laughs> what, the, what, the, what is going on? Yes. Uh, please, let um, I guess I would just add. Um, sorry. Um, so, like, I, I guess I came into this work. Um, I've always done this work. You know, I'm a child of a Black Panther. My dad was a sergeant at, sergeant at arms of the Pensacola, Florida chapter, okay. which was profound in its time because in the South, they wasn't, like, doing all that. Yeah. It was, it was, it's a different energy when you see seeing niggas hanging from trees and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the they were met with more violence in the South. So, my, so it was actually unprecedented for my dad and, and for the people who were organizing out there <clears throat> to to stand up like that. And um, my dad actually killed a police officer um, off-duty, got into a fight with him on the beach. Um, I always like to just picture it, like, in my head. Like, my dad was, like, walking down the street glistening, you know, because he was, <laughs> he was oh, oh, real oh, dark. He yeah. was real dark-skinned. On some shit, spitting <laughs> yeah. at the camera. <laughs> and, you know, a white man, a, a white woman was checking him out, and yeah. then, like, her dude got mad and ended up, getting in a fight with my dad and my dad ended up, you oh, know, wow. he died a few months later. So um, anyway, that was always just the energy in my household was just like, oh, you going to be in community. Um, you know, you going to be in the projects, talking to the people, you going to be building, you going to be feeding everybody who needs whatever they need. Yeah. We always had community meetings at our house, always had people at our house, always had people staying with us. Um, and <clears throat> we had, I remember the uh, LA riots, um, seeing my uncle, like he became like the screen child for the the, the LA riots because he threw a, a trash can through the storefront. And it's that like, was your that, uncle? Yeah, that was like the image that they used over and over and That's over and crazy. over. So like that was just kind of like my family atmosphere. And um, so I started organizing with Ceasefire in LA where we were just really responding to gang violence. Yeah. Um, you know, having meetings with, uh, you know, the, the Hoovers, the 20s, the 40s, the 60s. Um, really with the goal of like, you know, we need these kids to stop getting killed um, yeah. in our neighborhood. Mm. So I did that for about 15 years and then I moved back here. You know, I was back and forth, back and forth, um, moved back, started the Mass Liberation Project. 
really as a result of like being arrested and put in county for two weeks for unpaid traffic tickets. And mm-hmm. I was my I was breastfeeding my son at the time. He was oh, four wow. months old. I had just had him, you know, I'm a new mom. Yeah. He was premature. I remember he was so small. Like he really needed my breast milk. I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. I was, you know, struggling. And um, yeah, they separated me from my child. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so over it was traffic tickets. Over oh, traffic tickets, you know. Tickets. Um, so I think that was really um what propelled me to start organizing out here in Vegas. And um then, you know, the rest is just history. We've been just doing the work ever since. Last year we um was that last year? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. We um decriminalized traffic tickets. So we passed A B one sixteen. So now you can no longer be arrested for traffic tickets. You still can technically, but yes. up until twenty twenty three, that's when the law really like kicks in. But um we passed that legislation and we also passed <clears throat> another bill where they can't uh, suspend your driver's license anymore for failure to pay. Like if you don't pay your traffic tickets, yeah, you know, then they suspend your license. That's another fee, and then then you get more tickets because you still got to drive. So it's like recognizing that it actually doesn't, um, it it doesn't stop people from you know so called speeding and all these other reasons why they claim they do it. Uh-huh. And then it targets the people who can afford it the least because those are the folks who can't pay their tickets. So. Um, it's just it was a really um, profound moment for me because that's really what brought me into the organizing work here locally. <clears throat> but um, you know, it was a whole. It was actually a ten year struggle. You yeah. know, I was there for five years of it, but folks was working on that. Uh, you know, previously. So. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Y'all got anything? I fall into a rabbit hole. <laughs> um. I actually went to jail because of that law was going to pass. He was like, "I'm gonna take you to jail now because I can't take you to jail." Anymore. Couple mm. months. Wow, that's, um, crazy. that's legit. What the officer told me. Uh, so it's crazy as you say you was a a part of that. And salute to that. Uh, just salute to the work y'all doing. I really don't. Yeah, I would probably. Yeah, I, I have um, a bunch of I, questions. I, I, I was on you guys' uh, uh, Instagram um, oh, today. <laughs> no, not, and I not, and I actually fell down a rabbit hole because I didn't recognize all of the uh, the bills that you guys uh, were either. Proposing or that got passed, yeah. things like that uh, are of not of uh, not of my knowledge. One because um, you know I had um, you know we did a lot of time you know in the movement, and you know people have different philosophies you know, and one of mine was I just didn't care for the uh, the political system at all in any way shape or form i think you know for years and years and years um every year whether it be locally or on the president you know on the on a global on a presidential scale I, it, on the national state thank you google google <laughs> and um you know for all That's of, every year every year every mm. couple years it feels like i watch from the sidelines, I watched mm. politics tear our community apart. Yeah. And then it seems like we start to see the bullshit. And then two more years go by, and now we arguing again over politics. So it was like, well, you know, I I don't want to be a part of this at all. Especially when it's like somebody that I believe in, and then once they get in office, it's kind of like, eh. You know, yeah. Yeah. what one of the staples for Mass Liberation Project 
is no permanent enemies, no permanent friends, mm. especially mm. when we're dealing with in that political sphere. Because, you know, me, like you said, make you nauseous. Yeah. You get, you know, especially when we want, in, we want to look at that's going to be tangible change, you know, so what everybody is aspiring for, some people is different. Like we have homelessness, we have food insecurities, yeah. we got um, even housing crisis, how they going to finna start yes. raising rents everywhere. That's finna, that's yeah. coming. So like, there's so many issues to fight. So I, I just praise God that we got a little foundation. We know yeah. what we believe in that's going to impact the most change. And so, um, and it's always led by the people. So we have formerly incarcerated and directly impacted folks at the table building what we're doing. So we're not just fighting what me and Leslie think is what's popping this month or this year. Yeah. This is all rooted in community-led, usually direct experiences. Um, a mama calling because of this. Yeah. The the lived experiences present where our our focus be yeah. and the challenges stand there because each day um, something else comes up. But again, I mirror you. You know, I'm formerly incarcerated, so they couldn't. They didn't even allow us to vote. So once I was like, I could vote, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's what I, I was getting ready yeah. to get get at. You know, my my family, I, w I would like to say my family has a a great relationship with the penitentiaries, mm. penitentiary system. I bet. You know? Um, for Great for them, though. For them, yeah. Um, but the one thing I had never heard until, uh, you know, I was, I was looking at what you guys did was I did not know you could vote. Mm. What you say? No, no, come on, man. You Google today. You all no, I just I asked him is penitentiary the word. <laughs> what did I say? Penitentiary. Why you ain't why you ain't stopping? No, it's, no, it's I, I thought it was a slang. I thought it was slang. I finna start saying uh, look, it. Your penitentiary experience is, is really what's gonna hey, shape your Hey, look, he got his he got his Google right. shirt on today. I see you, I see you, Ivy. <laughs> I see. You. How do you say but um, I, I did not know that you could vote within while incarcerated. You know, again. Oh, while incarcerated, I yeah, didn't know that part. It, I, it, I knew it, that y'all y'all helped with uh, getting the felons able to vote out here. Yeah, that well, was the please. Oh yeah, I was yeah, going to say that. Um, crazy. That okay, so AB four thirty one we passed that in twenty nineteen, which means that any as long as you're out, even if you're on probation or parole, you can vote as yeah. long as you're out of prison. So right as of right now in Nevada, if you're in prison, you cannot vote. But if you're in county, you can vote because you're not, uh, you haven't been convicted yet. So you're mm. just awaiting trial or you're mm. fighting your case. So in that regard, <clears throat> it's just an access issue. It, and so that's what we're working on. We just sent a thousand letters on the inside to CCDC just to let people know, like, hey, if you're still in CCDC on, you know, June 14th, which is the primary, yeah. um, you can vote. They have to give you access to your ballot, and so a lot of people just don't know that. So that's what we were that with the whole oh, campaign crazy. just to inform folks. But yeah, mm. if you haven't been convicted of anything, you still find your case. You can still vote. It's just how are you going to vote? You know, mm. we have to create that process of getting access to a ballot. Mm. And that began 2018. We started. We just literally drove from jail to jail and was just picking up ballots. We called the jail like, "Yo, folks can still vote." Can you let us come in? We did a little presentation. Y'all yeah. can still vote. And then we're like, 
just they're like, okay, well, we'll call y'all if we have any ballots. Okay, they called us. We went and picked up. We did like a hundred ballots, I think, um, in twenty eighteen. Then nice. we did a little bit more in twenty twenty, and now this year we're like really Boom. trying to push it um, even further. Any, did you get any pushback from the jail behind that? Um, not really. The jail was mostly just like because they don't want them lawsuits. They like, hey, if they can vote, if y'all want to pay for that, cool. As long as they don't come out of our budget, yeah, y'all could do that. Um, <clears throat> the pushback really comes from the political parties, you know, because they like to use the things that we doing for the people. We're nonpartisan. I don't fuck with the Dems yeah. or the Republicans. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not about that. Um, so, you know, we doing it for the people, but they use what we do mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, they co-opt it. And then it turns into this whole political fight back and forth where it's like, oh, the Dems want criminals to to vote. And, and you know, it's like it becomes this political po- uh, ploy but, um, you know, that's always going to happen. So it's just kind of like we still going to be here for the people, though. So yeah. how, does that feel? how does it feel to watch something you're doing genuinely for the people become a political hot topic right here for yourself? It's, it's infuriating, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, we, we saw it with uh, defunding the police. You know, that defunding the police was a, a movement mm-hmm. cry. Like, that came from, like, the belly of movement. Niggas yeah. really in the streets, really out there for a real reason because y'all been killing black people since as long yeah. as we've existed. Um, but now, and so we're like, yeah, defund the police. Take money, take resources that you put into the police, which is over-budgeted. We're talking millions of dollars, military equipment. Why do they need military equipment? Why do they need tanks? Why do they need... Military level guns and shit in our in a regular ass community. Yeah. Right. So you can reroute some of that money back to the community and reinvest in the things that we need. We need infrastructure. We need um, resources. We need mental health. We need all of these things. So put the money back in that. That was really the basis of that. But then the Dems were like, "Oh yeah, defund the police." And then the, here come the Republicans. Oh, you know they they the Dems hate police. They want to take yeah. all the money away from cops and close down police departments. <laughs> like shut the fuck up. What are y'all talking about? This is about a reprioritization of money, which y'all do all the time. You defund schools like yeah, every right. every year. <laughs> so yeah, give us our money. So yeah, it's just it is infuriating, but also, <clears throat> you know, I'm on my namaste. Like, like, I <laughs> like you know, I just I try not to react because that is that's what they want. They get yeah. us caught up in the cycle of reacting of like constantly being upset and mad and you know they get this this um reaction out of us and it is like spiritual warfare now so it's like i really try to temper myself and and just be like you know that's just what they do and just continue to organize mm. how do so how do you guys stay on the straight path because it is very easy to get caught up in the political schemes so to speak and shout out to y'all. I didn't see I didn't see y'all hugged up with no politicians. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's, I know it's political season, you know. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and even the reality is we really governed by the people. If she shared her phone today, it's two new things. It was a 14-year-old mm. just shot his 10-year-old brother in Henderson. Jesus. That's 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 FOP fresh off the press. So it's it's a lot of stuff going on. We're governed by the people. It's all built in love and liberating our people. So all that, those are seasons that come and go. Um, For instance, this year, the election, 
um, has a district attorney's race in Clark County. Yeah. To me, I think that's the biggest election in our whole entire state. As Clark County go, the state go. What's important, how they handle what's, again, when you talk about police budgets, when you talk about um, the, the what certain areas is occupied. It ain't over police. It's occupied. It's the police everywhere, every day. That's not um, prioritizing our people the right yeah. way. So really shifting the culture, that could happen in that race, the governor's race. We saw during incarceration, brothers and sisters couldn't get masks, okay? So we Thanks. know it, when, the, when the pandemic hit, I don't feel like everybody gave about our people in the dungeon, that's for yeah. sure. So the, here, but the vote, but the, like the, that season come. So now this season, all I'm thinking about, I know our people can get masked. The director of the North, uh, DOC, he said, we took this as an opportunity to pivot. We're going to produce PPE, number one producer in the, in the state. So them boys was in there working, doing shifts, making masks and gowns and couldn't have masks. That's asinine. That's wow. asinine. So Man. that's the stuff that I'm going to be still thinking about during these little yeah. seasons that come and go. Yeah, that, that, I think that's what keeps us grounded is it's like, you know, <clears throat> the governor is like, oh, yeah, you know, how do we get formerly incarcerated people to vote for, you know, the governor? Like, uh, you didn't even let people out when we was trying to let, tell you yeah. to decarcerate to, like, lessen the population a little bit during COVID so that we can lessen the spread. You said no, and hundreds of people died. So mm. what that looked like, you know? So it's yeah. like, I think just staying grounded in like what really happens in our communities and also like he said understanding that there is no permanent friends and no permanent enemies so i mean i might need something from you from our community and you know it is what it is i might have to talk to you again but also understanding that our our whole program is not rooted in politics like we're always going to have to participate because yeah. It's there, you know. It's it, it, exactly yeah. like there's no way around it. But um, especially with this DA race, like we, everybody needs to be engaged in that. You know, this um, pretty much anybody who's formerly incarcerated that can vote now, <laughs> like that's who signed off on your paperwork, sent you to, to prison, however Facts. many years ago. Um, <clears throat> so you know, we need to be engaged. He needs to be out of there. We need a new yeah. DA. But. So it's hard to have those conversations with people because they're like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to just survive. So it is a balance for pe for people who who uh, who don't have uh, any type of relationship with with the system. Why should they care about this DA race? That don't have any relationship with the system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's public safety. Know, if you ask kidding. me, yeah, it's all rooted in because. Again, my, my wife, I love my wife. Somebody snatched her pocketbook out, out at the grocery store. Shook, she was shaking like dial knots. I had to go get new car keys. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> God bless you, darling. Man, that messed me up. Somebody, a, a good Samaritan called me, hey, your wife's been robbed. You know, I had to fly to Smith's. You don't want that drive? Yeah. You don't yeah. want that drive. You don't even want to process yeah. what... So I'm shaking. You talk about shaking up. What 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 happened? Calm down, buddy. Blind man, good Samaritan. Stay with my wife the whole time. Pay for her groceries. Okay? I didn't know you was the husband. I didn't know. Man, he called me. He <laughs> called me. Man, she recited the number. She oh, talking to the police still. Oh, the little, 
They had a little fake, uh, not even police, the little uh, security fake security, security who wasn't on duty. So now during this, somebody's going to show up, a yeah, five o'clock crazy. shift. But anyway, um, that safety, is we got to help our these babies have a shot. Yeah. We got to help having a shot, criminalize them for throwing away or stealing their Chromebook so they have a criminal record. So in 18, when they do be in the car with somebody with a pistol, you can send them to prison for 24 months. That's not that's right. not the play. Yeah. We got to do something different because it's our it's everyone's safety is at harm. I tell these people that don't care. These one of these youngsters gonna put a pistol in your wife's face, your mama's face. You saw the it's that violent out here. So we have an obligation. Don't think that it won't come to your house. You know, don't think that. So there has to be a collective commitment to change, right? Yeah. To putting. Our our community in a in a position to fend for himself. Half of the I, we have we're working with a youngster right now that's fourteen. He saved up four hundred dollars. He wasn't trying to buy no had no shoes or nothing. What do he want to get? Pistol. He said I can get everything else. He's fourteen. He talking to us honestly and open. He want to save, but he saved up his cash and got a hammer. He don't even want to buy shoes or stuff. So he feel like he can get everything else after. So we got to change the mindset of the culture, and we can't just drive. And what what infuriates me is the folks. It's somebody, a marquee artist that comes to this city every weekend, gobbles up a fat check, has a good time, and gets the fuck up out of here. Won't leave a book. Won't set up a, a library lab for a kid or nothing. We got to stop letting folks exploit this beautiful town. We need trick trade. Man, a real life trick, trick like that can push that line and be at Dre's and like, man, okay, after that, after the after party, meet over here, please. Because if you can't drop off 10K so we can build our own, the people that are in power, the politicos, the politicians, have they built a library lab, uh, a bookmobile or anything to help the literacy rates for our babies? No. So we got to do it. With the Eastside Library is one of the most. I don't know if you've in, been on, to the uh, on Bonanza. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Go in there. We need. Why we got that one? We need more. That's we one need, of our, that's, that's that's I would consider that one of our neighborhoods. Man, it, but I'm just saying, I'm that's a huge, beautiful library. We yeah. need a little microcosm of that over here, over there, everywhere. It should be funding going to that. Yeah. Even in, I don't want to go too deep, but even how they handling our babies over there, they they not ready. Everybody ain't pulling for black and brown babies. When right. they see a 10 and 11 years old, they seeing them as juvenile delinquents. They're not seeing them babies coming in um, to the library. So even the mindset of making it welcoming, we kind of, me and you, the funny Google dude, we got to be funny at Google the... We gotta <laughs> he got the funny Google dude. No, no we got to be at the... <laughs> we got to invite the kids in. You feel me? You got to pull up with 10 Google shirts today. Why, why, why? They going to flock to that. Not some lady that really don't want to see our babies. Oh, we appreciate you, brother. Man, stop. Got <laughs> oh, to get on time with that one, then, y'all. Got to get on time with that one. Ain't that bottle. That's a funny Google man. That's dope. I like that. The funny Google man. But that's real, though. No, for real. But that I, is real. Like, we do need to have more inviting people in these spaces because you know if you're not seeing somebody that looks like you or that you can relate to you're mm. not going to want to go there you know Facts. especially as a youth yeah 
yeah, I think yeah. it'd be even when you like speaking on the DAs, like I'm an ex felon. Like I know a lot of ex felons, you know. So even to us, it's like we got to get them out of there. Like for what? The next they're gonna do the same shit. Like that's how we feel. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because I've I've seen my father, my uncles, my cousins, my my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen it, it was. But no matter what DA was there, they was doing the same thing to all my people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I have I have two cousins that they first case they did 16 years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they had they had never committed a crime before, never did nothing crazy before. They actually, in the midst of doing the crime that they did, stayed to help the lady. Like they did do a home invasion, but they stayed. Like when they seen something, someone's wrong with the lady, they stayed to sit back and wait on the police. Like they got 16. Like I, I stayed to make sure that she lives. Right. I could have left, and you would have never knew who I was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, got time. So with me seeing that continuously happen, even what y'all saying, like we gotta get the out of there. I think. Like, okay, fellas, y'all can vote now. Y'all can get him out of there. Yeah. And then it's like, for what? Like, it don't matter which one you put up in there. You're going to do the same thing to, to my my nephews. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I think I think we think of it like that, so we still be like, you know what? Nah, fuck that. And yeah. we walk we And walk I think away. there's been a shift, though. Like, that, and that is where, like, the education comes in. Because, like, there's been a shift over the last, I would say, six years of these progressive, so-called progressive DAs. So you yeah. got, like, Larry Krasner in Philly, his first day, he basically issued a whole slate of, like, I'm not prosecuting these crimes anymore, period. You have, like, Kim Fox in Chicago. You got, you know, there's all these different, um, you know, what was his name up in um, the Bay Area? His dad is currently, his dad is currently incarcerated, so he grew up his whole life with his dad in a cage. So he's, like, they're coming with a different mindset than, you know... Prosecute, prosecute them to the, the fullest extent of the law, stack charges, get them to take a plea deal. Um, uh, you know, if you win at trial, that's justice served. And, and it's like the more cases you win, the, the, you know, the more you move up the ladder in the prosecutor's office. That, that whole culture is what is going to shift when we get the current DA out because the person who's running against him, and actually the the... There's a Democrat that's running against him, and there's also a Republican that's mm-hmm. running against him. And both of them have a different mindset when it comes to how we handle youth, how we handle <clears throat> just like the situation that you just talked about, yeah. how we just handle our community in general and how we look at things through a lens of like restorative justice. What can we start doing as a community to address these crimes? But honestly, it is still, you know... A prosecutor, so right. he's still gonna have to put people in cages, and that, and that's why we say like this isn't a, a solution. This is a temporary tactic that we're using to get us a couple of steps ahead, so that we can reach a point where we don't need prisons and we don't need police. But we're not there yet, even as a community. Like we, as a community, have to know how are we gonna handle it when some shit happens in our community. How right. are we gonna ha- handle it if yeah. somebody is harmed in our community? Um, or killed or raped, like what are we gonna do as as a people? So like you know, there's work that has to be done there. It's gonna happen over time, but it's just a step, you know, in the in that direction. Okay. I mean, you, you had something on your mind, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, I seen you kept. No, yeah, it, was, it was it was earlier. It was it was like uh, you said that as Clark County goes, Nevada goes, and I I disagree with that. Um, because I, I, I kind of do pay attention to, uh, the, like most of the presidential elections. You know, I always notice that Nevada is completely different than I mean Clark County is completely different than the rest of Nevada as far as the election map goes. Um, I know that Nevada is it's basically the power the powers in the counties. So each county pretty much has the power to govern themselves. And so 
Clark County looks completely different than the rest of Nevada. Most of it is rural, farmland, it's prisons, it's a lot of it's empty. Um, so I, I, I disagree with that part of it. Uh, all, all I would push back and say is, 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 is money and power, right? Yes. And that's all right here. So that. that is what I say, you know, when we talk like even that shift, the shift with the ripple effects would be yeah. Washoe County. We sending letters in the jail at Washoe too, like just changing the culture. That may be the only, that may be the only county I could think of where it might be like, okay, that might. But even the rural right. jails, there's the, the, the rural jails have folks that we're trying to get to. It's just, a, it, it, it takes some time. Um, it, it takes some time. But I'm saying that as we go, it, it impacts the state. Uh, and again, I respect that pushback too because we go up north. It is different. I, we were at the um, the capital. I don't know if you've ever been to Carson City. No, I've been to Reno though. Well, I have. But Carson City definitely ain't Reno. Right. So like when you're talking right. about with Carson City, stay up there two weeks. You'll see. You know, no, no again, you. it's unimaginable, <laughs> right? Yeah. But. For what we're trying to do, you you got to go up there. They, they have to see black faces okay, to, right. to understand we ain't playing. Like, yeah. even um, when we had our um, lobby day, where we taking formerly incarcerated folks to the Capitol, to, we got to combat that. Like, because if you go in there, you're going to see white faces from the 1800s. Them faces that, you know, yeah. make your shit unsettling, you know. Yeah. We ha you have to be cognizant of what we fight. And they call this the Mississippi of the West this is a for a, a reason, fact. you know. It's fact. hard to imagine black folks not even being able to deal cards and stuff. I don't know if you've been to Legacy Park and just talking about the trailblazing steps that black folks had here in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. You know, so they 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 expect black folks to stay in their place. You know, that's nah, the... That's a culture, you know. Yeah. So th th we baby steps shift that, and again, power. Like because we we when we went up there, we took a busload of people. They made a emergency. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they they got a, a group coming up here, the Mass Liberation Project. Uh, be on alert. You know we had. Yeah, to, they wow. they put out a, an actual alert, like a, a security alert, because we brought a busload of formerly incarcerated Black people to the Capitol, and um. We had somebody on the inside that like sent us like a screenshot, like, yo, this is the email they sent out to like all of the staff in That's the legislative uh, session. We were like, what the yeah. what? Carson City is, is yeah. crazy. I was I was up there. Well, I did time up there, but the um no, I did for real. No, nah, but prison tour, didn't he? No, nah, but listen, so so being up there, well, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't allowed down south. I wasn't allowed um I wasn't allowed uh in, in, in Southern Nevada at all. You know what I'm saying? I was banned from Southern Nevada when I went to prison. So they shot me to Northern Nevada. Um, and when I went there, being, being inside the camp, uh, it was it was inmates working for the governor building. So they go there, they watch cars and do different stuff for the governor. And it was, it it, it seemed like the old movies, like Driving Miss Davies. Like they legit was doing stuff like that. Like you go That's there crazy. and you getting paid like, a dollar, a dollar an hour. It's modern day slavery. Like, but the, it, but they'll yeah, be happy. Exactly. They'll be happy because like the governor workers might give them a subway sandwich, Say it again. or they might give them some donuts, so they able to come back with some donuts. Like, hey man, I got some donuts for sale that the governor gave me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they let, they let them bring. It. That's not considered you, contraband when they yeah, bring it. when they when they bring it back. It'd be contraband for sure, but they got to yeah. sneak it in. 
Never okay. mind. Google um, that shit. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm going to let you slide that time. <laughs> let you slide on that one. Next one won't be free. You know that. <laughs> no, because... The- <laughs> Skinny, you couldn't drive though, right? Because the booster seat is contraband too. <laughs> Bro, listen. <laughs> Uh, I never. I wasn't even. He beat niggas with the boots. I wasn't one of the. I wasn't. I couldn't even. You. You had to. Um. So you had to be incarcerated for a certain amount of time to even be trusted to go over there to the governor's thing. But they did let them drive, like the governor cars and stuff. Yeah. So I, of course I wasn't. I wasn't locked up long enough. But they. They would like you had to have like ten years um, without trouble within the prison system mm. to be able to wow. go there. So it was an old man. He had, he was probably like. His, 30th year in prison. This was his way, he was on his way home at the camp. So he used to go all the wait, time. Wait, wait, he which home? What you mean? He was on his way finally to go oh, home. Oh, okay, okay. He had okay. did he had did um he had did 30 straight. Oh my goodness. So Jeez. basically he watched his kids grow up while yeah. he was in prison. So this was, you know, when you go to camp, you two years from home. So he was now in camp, two years from home, he's working for the governor building because he's been out of trouble for so long, or whatever the case may be. But being there like I say, we you get to see the, like just, the, like it seemed like the South, like with them coming back and telling the stories, like you know what I'm saying. He's trying to figure out like what I'm, what tissue I'm gonna take so I can bring a donut in today so I can get make an extra three dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. shit like that, just so he could yeah, he could bring great. it back. And it was just like, and he was he was legit like my my bunkie. He's right next to me, so talking to him, I was like, damn, like I wish this I could do that. Fucked up, but. What? What? Just had a conversation. Draw the governor. Said what? Draw the governor. Use with draw the governor. The go- <laughs> <laughs> they got that? the drive. Yeah. They. It, it, listen. Why would you want to drive the governor? Sound like a trip to the big house, Bruh. Huh? Why would you want to drive the governor? Any, like, anything to get out this box? Have you ever? You ain't ever been locked up before? Never. Man, I worked in it. Work. I worked in there before. Bruh, like he was. I, I, he, I think he paid the most. He probably made like a dollar fifty. <laughs> Oh, he's balling like a dollar. They trying Legit? there's legislation like around that. that too to make to get prison. To so y'all get on the that reasonable wages. Yeah, yeah they they need it they, because you you work in there for pennies. I remember going to the fucking fire. You work a dollar a day, and you don't that's know just how, an act of fire. I don't think you know. I don't think we know as a people how much of our stuff comes from there. That's made from prison. Yeah, back from prison. Them DOT, just the Department of Transportation, just the contract folks out there on the side of the road. NDLC trucks? That's just big, lucrative contracts that people ain't getting paid for. So you're talking about million-dollar contracts that the government is having with these things when you all of that contracted labor. Those are for big numbers, but it's like you get $10 million for the, the labor, but you pay out zero. That's yeah, so what it's like. That's why prison is big business. Yeah, it's, it's because so when you get them, when you get the big, when you get the big fires like the fire that we seen in California, the firefighters yeah. don't get there to uh-huh. the end of the. You know what I'm saying? When it's over, like the hot stuff. We done damn near died already, and y'all come here at the end. Like they yeah. just changed legislation in California to enable that. them brothers to work. That's now crazy. in Cali, when you come in, you have a pathway to firefightership. That's dope, mm. Again, yeah. again, but legislation, like even yeah. knowing what to do to positively impact our people because that come that return is big. Can, okay, so 
is there any way y'all can work on legislation to where the call center jobs go to prison? Because I'm tired. <laughs> the what? I'm tired of Habib. I'm tired of my friend. I'm tired. Come on now, Sprint. Hey, nigga, hey. Right, so can what? I get an onshore rep? Have you ever talked to onshore it like hey. Hello, Mr. Williams? How are you? Uh, <laughs> nigga, no, I said English. I said English. I pushed yeah, one. I know I pushed one. But that's funny what you what they doing, it's 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 the same context, right? Yeah. It's cheap labor in another country yeah. that here we gonna want 17 and 18. They doing it for four dollars. Mm. So it'll never you're gonna have to cipher through that forever because that's too cheap of labor. Yeah. The, the only one I know of for sure that I've heard that uh, comes from Keeps the prison, here. The prison uh, industrial complex is Victoria's Secret. I think oh, they, they, they do. Victoria's Secret has yeah. a contract. The draws? Yeah. Why would he wow. know that, though? Victoria's Secret. Pro- it's, and it's like, like, a, it's the like a denim. going to always be the diva of the show. Like, why it's like, it's, a, it's like a denim. I don't know if it's why Levi's. Do they do I don't know if it's somebody. They have a contract, for sure. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They Victoria's yeah. Secret, though. Victoria's Secret, yeah. That's the one you looked into? <laughs> You that's what that's what you Google. You don't like women draws? <laughs> you like nigga draws? Is that what we doing? I mean, are you wearing the women draws? Why why are we specifically looking at Victoria's Secret? You a single man? Uh oh. I have. You know I have one. That's not that's not a secret I'm... Who made these? These nice. You legit did. I wore one time. These nice. Who made these? Nigga C block? Wait, what? What are we doing right what now? What happened? Did you say you wore some Victoria's Secret? No? The women, the stripper store. Remember the stripper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. I, I thought you had like a actual like a no, male no. thong on. I didn't know you had. It was two on. of them. It was two. I told y'all this. No, you never said nothing about women underwear. But wow. Okay. Thank you. Um, that's crazy. That's wow. Well, all right. Sell um, block C. These nice, nigga. See what I'm saying? What? <laughs> They never be serious. Yeah. No, that really happened though. So, right. so, so how do so how how do you guys not not just to you now that you got all the 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 felons have all the privileges? How do you really educate them? Because I know you say y'all going down there and making sure they put their well trying to get them to put their ballots in. How much time do you get to really educate them? How much time do they allow y'all inside the building so y'all can continuously educate? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll let you go to answer that, but I'll just start off by saying that um, is the the struggle is like with voting is you know you can't just come to a community and be like oh yeah you can vote now you know we need you to vote it's like hold up like I'm fighting my case like yeah that's what I, I, that's I need what money I on my books how do you like, even get their attention <clears throat> yeah so that is why we do the work we do. Like we do participatory defense. We have a hub, we're in our fifth year of our hub mm. where we help people fight their cases. Um, we have like 15 cases right now. So if y'all ever mm. wanna help with that work, mm. please, please join up with us. But we literally do <clears throat> like jailhouse lawyer style. We'll re- really just read up on cases. We read up on the law. We, co- we talk to lawyers, we uh, figure out uh, scenarios and um, defenses for yeah. people. We create like social bio packages. We create videos for people for them to play in court to help them fight their case. We do all type of stuff. Um, so, it, but then we also raise money. We post people's bails. We have the Vegas Freedom Fund. This is our um, fifth year actually bailing out black moms. And then nice. um, we also, you know, throughout the year, we bail out everybody. You know, it's like we focus on black moms in particular, but 
if somebody comes to us and is like, hey, do you, can y'all post our bill? We're not going to be like, no, you know, you're yeah. not black. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's like um, we we are invested in that population. We are, like, we help people fight their cases and we help folks get out of cages. Um, so I think we have kind of the juice to be like, okay, and also you can vote and this is how you do that. But, you know, it's a balancing act because, you know, you have to address the material conditions of folks before you get them to vote, period. Whether it's from prison, jail, outside, it's like, if I don't got food on my table, I don't want to hear shit about your ballot or whatever else. You know what I'm saying? So um, addressing the material conditions all the time, you know, 365 days a year is what we do and that's what has to be done if we're going to then come in on, you know, in this wave of election time to be like, okay, now we need you to vote. Or you can vote. And then I'll pass it to you. Um, I, I would just say creating them spaces. Um, parole and probation ain't finna just send a letter to everybody and let them know. Facts. That, so we got to, like, we out at parole and probation on Fridays going in. We have pizza, have water, wings just to oh, engage for releases. Uh, and jackpot. That's the real VIP. Because, <laughs> oh. again, uh, Big Shot, it's a dude, he, 40 years, he just came home. We just out there, and he just came home. It's emotional. He came home after 40 years, you know what I'm saying, giving brother pizza. If he want to register, that's secondary. So we just want to engage the population first, create spaces for formerly incarcerated folks so we can politic and build. Uh, 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 25 35% man, fuck you. I'm not giving you my Social Security. I'm trying to get off parole and probation. But you still care about your son's school. There's still some issues. So even if you don't vote, there's still some engagement. We still got to yeah. pulse you on what you give a fuck about so we can propel the fight. Um, I was able to create a space uh, for formerly incarcerated. It was like a, a foundation dinner. I wanted to invite folks in that I know have been in the penitentiary, but I know they give a fuck about community too. So in that space, it was great. We got a, a, a list of 10 takeaways of, of things that folks wanted to change. We were able to change three of them legislatively, direct Mm. files, um, um, uh, possession of cannabis. You know, cannabis is legal out here. They were still charging the juveniles with possession of cannabis. A thousand of them. It's 850 black and Mexican or black and Latino kids. So we was able to end that. And then juveniles in um, record sealing. That's a big deal. Now, juvenile, his record is sealed at 18 automatically. He don't got a petition to court or nothing. So this is legislation that was already the case, though. No, nah, hell, nah, hell no. Nah. That's a, humong- a humongous hurdle. Even for adults, it's still extremely challenging. But now, legislatively, a juvenile, as soon as he hit 18, and that's big because they use that to make brothers take a plea ASAP. when they're 20. It's all kind of trickery involved. So again, um, that stuff came out of a space of formerly incarcerated minds. So we... You know the brother that says it, but those closest to um, the problem are the ones that got the solution, and that's really the that's really the energy that we build on, and just try to expound on that each year. Um, Again, I I think that um, the creating what you creating the spaces is the number one thing, and leading in love. I don't care about if you want to vote, if you want to register to vote before I'm going to ask you, do you want something to drink and is you hungry? Yeah. Period. It seems hella subtle, man. Half the people don't want no uh, Domino's pizza or none of them wings. But just engaging first that, 
that's what I feel like we have to do. And when you have the resources, which is scarce, they ain't going to let us get all the resources. It's going to be in the hands of those who, um, I want to say they, they care minimal about our people. Yeah. And I would just add just one more thing that <clears throat> Jagata kind of said it, but, you know, he kind of talks in riddles sometimes. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> um, but... Basically, is like if we go to someone and we ask, and we're like, okay, hey, you know, you can vote. Formerly incarcerated folks can uh, vote now, and then like, fuck voting. I don't want to. I don't care a shit about that. You know, with the whoop. Like, there's still a way. Like, we're still going to engage them. We're still going to yeah. bring them into the work. There's still some, a lane for them. There's we still want to hear from them. We still want to build that relationship. So I think that you know that's just important to say that it's not just about voting. That's just one yeah. part of what we do. We do a lot of we do a lot of things and. I think what's at the root, which we didn't really get into yet, and, you know, I don't know as far as time, but, like, you know, it's really about a mind shift. It's really about connecting with spirit. It's about, um, you know, reclaiming who we are as black people. It's, yeah. like, it's deeper than just the criminal justice system. So when we talk about black liberation, it's not just from cages. It's also, like, our minds. It's psychological. Mm. Um, it's, like, it's deeper than that. It's reading about the ways in which... Uh, white supremacy has targeted our minds. Yeah. And, and that is a, a huge reason why we experience the things we do. So um, that is also at the root of the work that we do. Okay. Okay. I, you, you guys um, mentioned that um, you kind of do kind of like a, y'all, y'all put on the lawyer hat sometimes, <laughs> right? To, to some people, so to some incarcerated folks. Um, in my experience, I, I, I've come to know that a lot of people that get in trouble or a lot of folks that are incarcerated don't know anything about the law. Facts. Right? So yeah. I feel like there are a lot of people incarcerated, a lot of our people incarcerated because of plea deals yeah. and yes. what plea deals do and things that come with plea deals that you might not know of. How do we combat that? Because there are there are so many that's incarcerated because of shitty plea deals. Yeah, you know, I think it was it was over seventy seven thousand potential cases for trial. Less than one percent went to trial. So that that is the big shift. Um, It's a brother who's um, man free Leonard Glover man. Okay, these demons then just arrested this brother. He's been in custody over a calendar, but he's not taking no plea. He went to trial last week. One, you know, they what they do is like you say, they stack the charges. Um, there's several unsolved crimes in our neighborhoods, yeah. so they'll get you and just throw them randoms on you. I really believe that's how they handle it because this brother got taken into custody. His family came from California, was finna bail him out, and the next thing you know, they got to go get the cash. They come back. He got 40-something charges. So we got firsthand intel of what you planned. I went and sat through the trial. Um, there was an officer that was just arrested recently, okay? Rogers, 33-year-old, robbing the casinos. Yeah. He mm. all in. It's a it's a plainclothes unit. He on there. He done bagged and tagged all the gentlemen's stuff. Uh, he If we go to trial and show, because the police don't, the police work here is deficient. It's, it's horrific yeah. because it don't have to be good. All they got to do is come and say this, and they're going to come with 30 charges, and, and we're going to all take a plea. 
Majority right. of the people going to take the plea. When they come with these and they say this, and you can go home today, or you can make this go, especially with a pistol. The convicted felon with a firearm, that just make you want to, you know, fuck it, let me make this go away, let me go up the road. If we can push, hold on, like you said, yeah. if you can just hold on. But it's hard to tell somebody in the dungeon, hold tight. That's Don't take that plea. So we, the lawyer hat is like a visor. It's, it ain't even a real hat. It's a visor yeah. like, brother, this is your world. Mm. Again, me, my lived experience, I trusted a lawyer, and the nigga made my defense days before trial. He had a year to prepare. And now I'm out there. Okay, this what we going to say happened? Nigga, huh? So that made me, I wanted to swing on it. With you asking me what yeah. we're going to say happened, nigga, trial wow. is tomorrow. So I know trusting a lawyer kept my mom and daddy refinancing their house to get this clown, and he ain't did a damn thing to me because it's just a money game. You know, even us, we trying to put effort at the at the black with the black, and hopefully to get some of these young black legal minds to come back and invest in our communities. Uh, we don't even have enough legal representation to to really fight back out here. Yeah. So. What you say, what we could do is make folks start going to trial. But again, you asking somebody um, to, to pause their life, it's too difficult. It's hard. So um, with you speaking on the, the, the plea deals, how how can we help the people that accepted, that the innocent people that accepted pleas, like when they come home, to get that off their back? And, and one of the things when we talk about the district attorney's race, yeah. that's one of my, I'm pushing that. That's my tattoo. Who is going to make an integrity unit for folks that are she in right. custody now? She right. Because yeah, we yeah, know, hey, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> this is the, we, we have to be um, intentional because we yeah. know for a fact Clark County been playing shady for decades. Yeah. So we know it's people up the road that's innocent. So yeah. I need a tangible step from the DA's office to invest. So if you know you in there is innocent, at least you can write a letter to somebody and they're going to get on it. And there's a way to do that. Have three DAs, have three public defenders, have a judge, and they sit on a committee and read that shit daily. That could happen, but what DA office is down to do that? That's how we're going to get our candidate. I really believe that's the... the right. I'm hanging my hat on that. If the district attorney um, that we support is not able to do that, then that's a, a, a F. Yeah. That's an F, because that has to happen. Because it is so many... There's so many people in there like that that's, that's been through. Like, I, was, I have a nephew right now doing a 10 to 30 for a crime he didn't commit. Man, I, I but like, but even I want to write him too. Like, you know like what I'm saying? We got to get what he was scared we, to take the deal. Today, who yeah. came I mean, he was scared, today? so he took the deal. Yeah, you know that, I mean, it, so happens, it happens a it happens lot. Like, I know time. it before him. Like, I know of cases before him. So, but a lot of people take them deals and then they come home and they have to register, register, register. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm registering for a crime I never committed. I'm paying the 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 I'm, I'm paying y'all for a crime for restitution for a crime I never even committed, but I didn't want to fight it because I didn't trust the lawyer, and it seemed like y'all was gonna make something happen. You know, like right. it's plenty of cases like that. We just we just had a case like that, um, like a week ago or two weeks ago, where Sheesh. a youngster he was. 20, 21, he was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to just take the plea deal because they're going to give me probation. And we're like, are you sure? Because uh, you shot somebody on video. <laughs> like, like uh, I don't know if that's going to get you probation. He's like, I don't know. The lawyer told me, you know, I'm, I'm going to get probation. Um, you know, I'm going to just take this plea deal. 
we read through the plea deal, didn't say nothing about probation, but the, the, the lawyer did tell him that. And so he took the plea deal and then was like acting a fool at sentencing because he, he got three years. Because like when you get up in there to sentencing, <clears throat> all it, they, they say, uh, <laughs> did anybody promise you anything? And the lawyer makes sure to tell you to say, no, I did yeah. not promise you nothing. Right. So you say, no, I did not be, I did not, I was not promised nothing. So no, yeah. nobody yeah. ever thinks to ask, like to show me this in writing. They do. Uh, well, it, it it's, isn't even that they heavy. can't do it because they can't make no promises. If it's a plea deal, how did you make a deal? But if you put that in, if you put that in writing, that means you are promising that the judge will say this, and the judge is not allowed to. They they're not allowed to do no promises. And that's, that's how you swap them out. Promises, even oftentimes promises. the legal advice, the promises. legal advice, be erroneous. Yeah. So they'll say, uh, "Sign this. Trust me, I got this at trial." Uh, what we'll do I'm yeah. going to request for probation They're going to give you a six month He'll tell you I'm going to go have dinner I'm going to have dinner with the DA I'm going to go have dinner with the DA The DA right. going to make sure to talk to the judge The judge going to talk that. about it And we're going to make sure that you get the deal And we're going to swap this and case out for you And it's the judge's fault In your scenario Because I got There's a there's a lady who's running <laughs> <laughs> The scenario that you brought up brother. <laughs> The scenario you brought up Because it, it, it's somebody It's a, a woman who's running for judge right now Danielle Piper, I'm not uh, supporting that campaign at all. Whoever she, whoever she going against, I hope they win. Because I know when you were a district attorney, this lady was a district attorney. She told my partner, take the plea. We're going to get it ran concurrent. She, That's what she said. It's the district attorney. I've been, when it came to sentencing, Your Honor, um, we're going to have to ask to run this consecutive, you know? She switched wow. on him at the last minute in the row. Free Burner Ben Franklin. This is yep, real Burner life. Burner Ben, that's my boy, man. man. Listen, this Free is Burner real man. life. So, Danielle Piper, you, we, we not with you uh, yeah. uh, being a judge because you didn't show no character as a yeah. district attorney. But that's the reality. Okay, oh, so uh, I guess my my question is: uh, Has anybody ever thought to maybe, and this may sound crazy, like maybe? petition for like a higher wage for the public defenders so you can recruit better legal talent on that side of the defense or no they they make a ton of money they make defenders good, do? yeah they making good money please don't okay. be deceived they making good money and there are ones of them that really give a fuck about humanity it's just the ones what we're seeing is when you have um court appointed private counsel Oftentimes you have a conflict and then they give you one and they giving you him for 7500. He don't give a fuck about nothing. He's it's a flat fee rate. So he is not even calling our people back. The gentleman that she just spoke about, we in the space. I said put it on speakerphone. He said, "Man, you know uh uh hey, are you prepared for when do you got sent it? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I don't got that on my calendar. We hearing that." This boy getting sentenced tomorrow. He don't even have it on his calendar. He don't know. So this is what the legal representation is doing. It's you, when we talk, we're trying to get young black lawyers out of law school. Please come help. You know, because and, that, and that's why that's kind of why I'm asking. Like that's the tangible step that we're trying to take is by engaging um, law school students on the petition. Is Vegas worthy looking for? And I think too, like there is. There is a situation where the public defender's office as an office is not as resourced as the the, yeah. the, the prosecutor's office. Yeah. So it's like, yes, the lawyers, they make good money, but it's more than the lawyer that's that's a part of the defense team. Like they need social workers, they need, you know, investi investigators, they need all of those things. So there there is there can be a push to like 
get more money into the public defender's office. That can be like a lane in terms of like the budget, which is a legislative thing. Okay. You know, because so. I, I, I guess my only experience with the legal system in that aspect is through media. So I've only seen what I can see on TV and movies or whatever the case yeah. may be. And it's always seemed like when you see the public defenders, there's a team of lawyers doing it versus when you see the public defenders, it's a stack of cases and it's like one, it's like yeah. several yeah. individuals do it with a stack of cases versus, <laughs> no you know. Tile. But you know, yeah. when, you go to, when you see the public defender, I mean, when you see the, the DA, they in there having coffee and they, yeah, it's, nigga, it's like a good old time. The ice tea show did you watch? But they all collude together though, you know, like, because the, 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 the public defender, they literally force people into plea deals just as much as the DA does. You know, they will tell people like, Hey, just take this deal. Just take this deal instead of actually fighting for them. Because I've, I, we've had cases where it's like, you know, my, my, my attorney is not fighting for me, or my public defender is not answering the phone. So it's like, it is. It, it's. I, I think they just they all work together. Um, they're all a part of the system, and they all collude, and they're all at fault. So it's like, you know, I don't even know if that would be a viable solution but it's like you know it goes back to what you were saying about the DA it's like switching it out to a DA that's more progressive I mean what is it it's not that's why I said it's not a solution yeah. it's just something for now it's a tactic for now that gets us you know three four five set steps closer to what we're trying to accomplish but yeah mm, okay you said something slick over here. I couldn't hear uh, it. Was uh, it was, you, you was getting real. That was a real law and order ish uh, question. <laughs> I, I literally had a flashlight. What? Like, what? Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, switching gears a little bit. I'll, I'll, Let's I'll, go. When it comes to like intimate relationships, right? And being in relationships. Um, I know of cases, I know of a lot of cases where um, some people in the movement have a hard time turning it off. And I know abuse is kind of prevalent in the movement. Mm. Oh, we, we going oh, deep. Yeah. How do you guys... That made my stomach hurt. <laughs> how, how do you guys turn that off when going home or in an intimate setting. Look, she got I mean, her face. She like shit. I don't know. Nah, you know, it, it's real. Like our, our the two pillars of our work is healing and spirituality. Mm. Right. So me personally, I told you I've been in trauma. Mama died in prison. Like yeah. court is hell. So I have to embrace my trauma to even help a motherfucker. Mm. So I have to be on point on me. Yeah. Like so um our um, grounding, if you will, it, you I got to take care of me. I got a son. I'm, I'm married. You know what I'm saying? So there was a portion of time at this life when I couldn't come in. Because what you do is bring the energy in the house. And now That's I'm short fact. with my son. Now I'm short with you. You can't even ask me. Hold up, man. You know? So I was recognized being short with my son through the sacredness in which I embrace fatherhood. So that was my aha moment. Like, oh, shit, man. So what I was doing, you know, you medicate. I I ain't gonna go in there until I hit a blunt, maybe stop and get a beer. For <laughs> yeah. real, let me calm down. But see, that wasn't the play. So really finding um a grounding, whatever that may be for you individually, but yeah. you gotta be able to be in some kind of control of yourself. And secondly, I would just say that um a partner, you know what I'm saying? 
you got to have a teammate that really care about this. Yeah. Like Leslie, I'm married and I'm as close to her as my wife. Like we talk daily. Mm. So my um, well-being is of importance to her. Her well-being is of importance to me. So um, that self-check, it, it, it's worked for us. And I know we have a team now, and I just feel like, you know, you know, some of our team needs some healing. Because we you walking through some trauma and shit daily, and some of your shit ain't in order. It's going to come out in the work. Yeah. You're going to be short with somebody who's already grieving or short with somebody who just came from, from the penitentiary or so you know that that healing and spirituality is the the key, if you ask me. Yeah, um, definitely. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you first asked the question, I was like, "Oh, damn, I don't know." It's like, what does turning it off mean? Like, right. you know, um, because I feel like I'm always in this kind of energy of like black power. You know, like yeah. always, I'm always on. You know, so. Um, that's something that I've had to work on because it it actually started impacting my health. Like I would get sick and it was like so hard to get better because of the constant stress yeah. that you're under when you're like going up against the mm -hmm. state, you know? So um, for me, definitely spirituality has helped tremendously. And that's why it's, it's at the root of the work that we do. And when we say spirituality, we're not necessarily talking about religion, although it can be religion yeah. for you if that's what, you know, if you love love Jesus, Jesus, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but for me, you know, it's not for me, it's not that, but it can be that. And um, that has been like a rock for me, just tapping into spirit, um, calling on my ancestors for help. Yeah. Um, really just kind of align myself with the world around me, the ecosystem around me, the wind, the the air, you know, working on my breaths. Um, those are things that have helped me breaths? get through my breath. <laughs> no, breath. Breathing. I got a little lisp, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought I heard something else. Go yeah, ahead. no. Bre breath. Bro, wow. <laughs> I, I heard something else. My fault. I'm it's okay. It's all good. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, just really working on my healing. You know, I went to Africa twice. Last oh, nice. Year. So that nice. was life changing. Um, so just really like I want to expose more black folks to to doing that. So that's what we're building now, a program to take kids, to take black mamas. Um, to take formerly incarcerated people to the, the continent to experience that healing, um, you know, at a deep, like, DNA level. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's what I would add. <laughs> so what do y'all do? Not necessarily to turn it off, but kind of get away from it and refresh a little bit. And, and see, that's me. I, 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 per, I personally go real hard. Like, uh, for instance, last summer, I went to Tahoe uh, for a week. Stayed on the, I mean, on the water, literally not worried about nothing. Yeah. And that's enough, getting in that earth, getting in the ocean. Um, my family is very important to me. What we do is we shortstop our own siblings. Our, I got a son. Majority of my time is helping somebody else. I have to be very clear with him, like, Daddy, just be helping people because I don't never want him to think he's being minimized or short-sighted. Um, by the effort that are, because people will hit you at six in the morning and, and ten at night, or and, left out. Man, yeah, your, your that, kid, yeah, your kid that. can feel like you you helping everybody and else. You ain't helping me, pop. Say that, and right. that's why I have mine on the scene. Like he, her child, they're in the movement too. That assists yeah. with that. But to me, like that one on one time with him is my solace. So anytime I can unplug and just be him and be devoted to him, that's what. It, and it gotta have some ocean. Got to have some water. 
um, that's going to be a paramount. And um, again, I travel too. So um, I don't have no problem getting on a plane, going somewhere just yeah. for 24 hours and come back to recharge the uh, batteries. So just getting to that ocean is probably number one for me. Ocean is crazy. And I think for me, it's just like setting boundaries, you know, like because sorry, because <laughs> um, the last like five years, I just been like available, you know, just like any like he said, people will hit you up at six in the morning, like you be wake up to like fifty million text messages, yeah. people, and it's all people needing something from you, and then um, you know, same that's all day long up until the nighttime, and you know, I'm a single mom, so I'm always you know. Thinking like, okay, you know, I need to set aside time for my son. So it's a lot. So for me, what's helped is just setting boundaries. Like I remember I had made a post where I was like, I don't nobody hit me up for shit, basically, because like I, I can't help nobody with nothing right now. Like yeah. I gotta help me and my son right now. Mm. And like, you know, multiple people are like, Oh, are you okay? Like, you know, what's going on? Like, nothing. I just I have to set this boundary with y'all because like y'all niggas will really like suck me dry, you know? So <laughs> Um, boundaries has been helpful and just taking time to like really just cut, cut things off, you know, like put my phone on, do not disturb, um, or just don't respond and yeah. just like watch Netflix, watch Encanto for like the 2011th time with my oh son. My Cause he loves God. that movie. <laughs> he oh know every song God. like, okay, don't, we don't talk about Bruno. Okay? We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> yes. Don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> so yeah, it's just watching that with him, you know, again, yeah. so stuff like that, I think also is helpful. Okay. Um, are are you guys? Uh, do you guys um associate with any other movements out here? Yeah, um, we're tapped in with like um, organize the state out. I don't know if you know Tanisha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom. That's that's my folks. Um, eighteen sixty five. No racism in schools. Akiko. I know y'all know her. Yeah. Um, more than a hashtag. For yeah. sure, Desiree, we yeah. fuck with them. Food Not Bombs. Um, I'm probably, Food Not who? Food Not, not bombs. bombs. It's like a, a mutual aid group. They mostly oh, okay. just like, they like make food and give it out to the homeless. Um, I'm probably forgetting some somebody. But stretch, we rock with Stretch. Yeah, New Era, Stretch. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I try to... Ah! What? Yeah, I, I know that's controversial. You know, I try to just um, meet people where they are because we all are flawed in, in, in some regard. So, yeah. you know, um, his intention is good. He really cares about the community. No, but and I think, oh, go ahead. To, no, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like to. You did, though. I did. You did. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to, but I did. That's correct. <laughs> but like, I see y'all y'all have some style about yourself. Y'all don't ever see Stretch and be like, <laughs> that's what I said. Ha! Oh Watch no, we uh, no, we do have conversations with about everybody. his pants and his shoes not getting along. Um, <laughs> not really about his fashion, <laughs> about how he moves in the community. We do talk about that. Oh no, I'm saying yeah. I see you got the polo on, you got the kente. You don't ever say brother. I got the feeling. <laughs> Chicago. That's yeah, Chicago. you know that's that's, 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 that's style. That's how they dress in Chicago. It's a lot of even the heavy Tim's like little Dirk look or stretch look. It's either one. Oh wow! I okay. never There's no in between. I ain't never seen Kanye look like that. Hold on, <laughs> I ain't never seen Kanye do either one of them. Oh, we don't know. Kanye is yeah, a different yeah. animal. We also are tapped in with the mosque. Um, uh, Imam Fatin. I don't know if you all know him. He's like yeah. an OG in the community. But yeah, we he supports us. He's actually on our advisory board, so he gives us yeah. 
guidance, China Hudson. I don't know if you know her. Mm-hmm. Um, Obakaya Temple, which is a Ifa um, temple. The Baba Lao there. Um, he helps us. Like we do divination in terms of like, what are we gonna do next? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. No, you na- you named a lot of family. I just ain't <laughs> said nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. But um, so how do you how do you guys deal with um, so many different philosophies without the falling out? Uh. <laughs> you again. Um, what what makes us? I ain't gonna say the realest or just what what has um, our path a little more sturdy is it's led by the community for real. Like I don't think we have um, um, an issue or we don't have an issue or a, a movement that isn't guided by a lived experience from someone in the community. So that is like a, a built-in foundation. Nobody's going to call us and say, hey, have you ever thought about fighting for this? Or yeah. it, it ain't going to be none of that Buffalo stuff. It's going to be real genuine in, in somebody's pain. I hate to say it. I tell mamas, I hate that I met you. Because if I meet you, it's some duress for that yeah. mama. She under the mm. gun. But that is going to be, hey, why is they doing this to the kids? You know, um, we knew that kids were um, being handcuffed. You know, little there was a little black girl. A eleven year old sixth grader, they had her in handcuffs. I know that's irreparable trauma. Yeah. You didn't handcuffed her at the school in front of some other students. Like, why is we doing that? Yeah. And so, just really combating that in all them spaces, even though the evil police is like, you don't know what it's like. You know, you never seen a kicker uh, teacher get kicked in the shins. We have to. I say, you're not even interested. I'm, I'm lightweight crying. I'm furious right now because. This Negro is arguing with me about handcuffing a 60-pound, 11-year-old girl. Yeah. I say, you're not even interested in finding other methods of restraining a child? We need pull, we need handcuffs here. So I just knew, you know, some you, it's some conversations ain't even worth having. Yeah. You know, they a lot of um, the Clark County School District police force has a $20 million budget. Sheesh. Okay. They, they oh, yeah. ju- not right. Metro, not Henderson. The school district police got a 20M budget. How that and feel like? They just. Because <laughs> he's, he's a part of the school district. You the school so. district police? Coming? No, no, no. He's not. That's why I say how I do that feel. I tried to get in it, though. Years ago. Stop playing. <laughs> Years ago. I didn't know I did. I applied. I applied, man. I applied. Right Hell yeah. My background ain't but my cousins uh, messed I, up your it was, background. It was the back, it, not, no, not but, the background. It was the psych, the psych test. Okay. Who cares? Who oh, you running after? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Everybody going. <laughs> no, but oh, they, you know, at one sir, of the- Sir, yes, sir. You think she jumping in too? <laughs> I got to fight everybody, huh? <laughs> he said, no. Hey, he said, fuck it. That, that, that kid is having a bad day, day today. <laughs> at, at Western High School, you he know, fast, I'm pretty baby. sure y'all saw the footage. The police was shooting on yeah, the campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, seen that. Okay? So it's a disregard, a disregard for our babies, like- what made you shoot with all the babies right there? Yeah. They said this and they presented it like that's what you thought was cool. Yeah. You you thought your life was in danger because somebody was going twenty miles an hour. So just the asinine mm-hmm. behavior of how they interact with our babies, yeah. we wow. have to find um, a way to at least hey, this ain't right. Yeah, you know. I, I've seen. Um, I, I got a curious question from the outside in. Right. Um, I've seen that you guys deal with. A few cases where um, the person was assassinated, I would say, by the police, right? From the outside looking in, 
I know every case isn't peaceful. So how do you guys fight for someone's cause while the family is in chaos? Because there's greedy hands, you know, <clears throat> then the extra cousins. Some extra cousins pop up. Yeah. Family might be, you know, mm. that's not. So how do you guys fight for that cause? And are there ever any times where the police, because we, when it comes to what we see in the media, we only see the beginning and we see the end. None of the. None of the, you know, in, in between. So has any of uh, the chaos due to the family helped the police get off? Or well, are they able to no. take advantage of such? I don't think so because I, I think that the police are going to get off like 99% of the time regardless of what the family does. Um, and I think it's it's complicated because <clears throat> you're dealing with a, high, a highly traumatic incident yes. where your baby is it's taken from fact. you in a violent way. So it's like there is no protocol on like how to act, you know? Yeah. So I just try to take the family's lead and be supportive. I personally don't advocate to put a cop in a cage because I mean, what's that going to do? You know? So I, I really try to focus on the family and what they need to heal, what resources they might need, yeah. um, what money they might need. You know, they might've lost the income, Yeah. you know, um, Whatever the case is, I, I just really try to focus on what the family needs and take their lead and how to support them specifically. Yeah. Um, but it takes a lot for me. Like I don't see myself getting out there and be like, you know, um, you know, charge this officer yeah. because it's like we already said that system was illegitimate. That's a fact. So why are we going back and then being like that's justice? Like, no, justice is this not ever happening again, you know? So that's where I put my focus at, but it's always complicated because the family, <clears throat> you have to understand, there's a there's a whole system in place for families to get, you know, uh, lawsuits. Yes. And a lot of times these attorneys come in, they're national attorneys, they come in, they take these cases, and, you know, they put the family in position to get millions of dollars. And a part of that is, like, you can't really be in community like that. Like, you can't really be yeah. front lines like that. They want you to really fall back and just get this money. Yeah. And um, then that creates a tension because it's like, oh, well, we out here, you know, fighting for mm -hmm. y'all. Son, I got killed by the police. And, like, y'all yeah. don't even fuck with us. Like, so. Um, and you just got a settlement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it creates a tension. But ultimately, um, I just defer to the family because they're the ones who suffered the yeah. loss. And it's like, how can I support y'all right now? That's that's just my approach. Yeah, because I I was um, you know the the fourteen was he fourteen the fourteen year old boy that um that died on the roller coaster. Okay. Yeah. 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 Did you no, see the there was the video some of fake cousin. some fake yeah, cousin posted a video wild. of a GoFundMe and she like <laughs> and oh, hit wow. for bands too. Wow. wow, that's crazy. So yeah, that's why you know that's it. yeah. I mean, we had something like that happen out here where it was like. Somebody came, someone was killed by the police. Somebody came forward and was like, they were, she was their niece or something like that. And then it turned out she, she wasn't actually related. She like, he just raised her. And then the family was like, no, she's not really related. And yeah. it was like a whole beef that came as a result of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens and 
I mean, I, I it's like it's unfortunate, but I think that that is just a distraction. Like we need to be focused on what the family needs to heal from the trauma. Yeah. And also, what do we need to do as a community to stop this from happening again? I think we could put our focus there. And that, you know, goes back to what I said earlier is just like creating our own system of response, our own way that we respond to harm in, in our community that doesn't require us to call the police, doesn't require us to, you know, even go that route. And these are things that are being done Absolutely. all over the country. It's not like it's just this, you know, thing in my imagination. It's it's already happening and it's been happening for a long time. How 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 involved do you guys get in a particular case? Like is it just okay, we're helping to get you guys out of jail? And then provide like helping you get in contact with other resources or like how 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 deep do you guys get involved with individual cases? It, like in in terms of police violence or just in like someone fighting a case? It, either or. In police violence, usually like once they lawyer up, there's not really much that from a community standpoint. Like we can still support in terms of like resources or you know we didn't pay for people's houses to get pl- clean. We've paid. Um, for like healing work, like Reiki and things like that, sound healing. We play, we've paid for a lot of things um, in the moment for families. Yeah. But um, once they lawyer up and they have that lawsuit going, it really you really have to take a step back because there's only so much that you can do anymore. Yeah. Um, now, it's in terms of people that just come to us with an open case, <clears throat> oh, we're in the weeds with them through, through the whole entire case. We're in court. We're in their meetings with their public defender. We're crafting um, our own defense, like a community defense, like what we say happened. Um, we're we're hiring investigators, doing our own investigations. We're um, creating videos that, you know, uh, talk to different people in the community to like really paint the picture of who this person is outside of what that paper says. Yeah. Um, we do all type of stuff. So like we're really in the weeds with people for their cases. Like how many? How many? I won't say what now, but just. At, uh... At any given time, how many active cases are you guys involved in? I think we have like ten right now. Over ten, and it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot, and again, some we're part of a national movement too with participatory defense. So, it's somebody that call out here and don't know where their baby at, find their baby in custody, and they driving out here, we put them in a hotel, gonna help them eat. Really, it, it, that it's no limits. I don't say, and the demands are. They evolve, you know. Some folks just might need uh, help getting a meeting with a lawyer where some folks might, they ain't even got the change to park downtown. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That probably happened a lot because this is a tourist state. So Stop playing yeah. regularly. You deal with that a lot. And it's a demand, right? Right. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a heavier lift, to be honest. What y'all, be, what y'all be listening to on the way to the turn up? Man, listen. <laughs> like, I, I I I if it's real serious, I like the roots. How I got over, I mm. feel like that project that'll get me ready. Because again, I'm embracing trauma. When I hit that courtroom, it yeah. ain't never smell bad. The jail, all that. So you got to be in a mindset. We really on some trying to help some. So when it's graveyard serious again, I just sat at a trial last not even ten days ago. You intense, you know. So you, I, that's my go to project. I salute you, brother, because uh, me walking in the courtroom, yeah, I better have a case on me because I ain't just coming to see no right. to help, man, man. I'm outside, y'all. I got the call. <laughs> and they don't want us in there either. They don't. Want they them. try to come in with every reason. We'd be like, "This is a public hearing. We, yeah. I don't have to have a case to come in here." Because they will ask you, like, 
Oh, do you have a case? Like, yeah. what are you coming in I'm here for? Just, I'm just cousin. Especially during the, 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 the COVID, COVID, right? So they really yes. were stopping you. COVID yep. changed the game. And what we're experiencing now is the, no pun intended, Katrina broke. So now they just having backlog cases and they just forcing you to take a plea now. Mm-hmm. So we thought we were in a plea bargain culture before. Now you've been in there sitting still. The, the county jail time is hard because it's basically 23 right now. In the um, yeah, yeah, in the COVID kind of pandemic, so right. now they they forcing you. The brother Leonard Glover that went to trial, they tried to offer him a plea right before the trial started. They just want you to take the plea, um, and, and we gonna see that intensify. We earlier we asked how do you recharge, but how do you decompress? Like how do you what do you do to lay all these burdens down? Like. Mm. I, I, me, I, I, me personally, I've learned to trust the precious blood. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I gotta unwind somehow. And like I say, I'm a, I'm an avid pot smoker. I believe. That, <laughs> I'm an avid smoker. Yeah, I, I'm chiefing like it is medicine for real. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm a believer in sage. I like sage. I like um, rosemary, certain stuff. Sage and blaze, baby. Listen, I, yes. Some of the, some of the <laughs> rosemary. You know, um, I got like a. You know, like your shower, your thing. Yeah. Just I can smell it good, and it, it'll it, it does it's one of the fresh sage too. You don't even have to have the sage just burn. Just get the deep smell of the of the fresh sage. And that that helps that helps release some of the tension you feel. It just helps energy. relax me. That's yeah. all I'm trying to get because I'm a pretty even kill. I try to take my partner's life. Yeah. And I fucked up the 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 ramifications for that decision. I don't want to argue with nobody ever. Yeah. I, right. I, I don't want to argue, so I'm I'm that by default. But the traumas that we embrace force me to take other measures um, to really, again, because I want all my time with my son to be hella wholesome. Yeah. And that didn't be 90 minutes, two hours a day, good time. That's why I'm so adamant. Like she said, I, if you call me before I woke my son up and try to get him ready to go and fist fight him about brushing his teeth, I don't, I'm mad that you don't give a fuck about me enough. You yeah. so selfish. Let me get mine out the door first before you tap in. Yeah. And that, the boundaries, it's not easy. Yeah. Right? Because I don't, I'm not, we not just helping people. You become in relationships, start giving a fuck about motherfuckers. But what happens is we're looked at as almost like angelic almost. Right. Like, it ain't no, we, I'm, nigga, I'm struggling too. I'm regular. Yeah. So they, right. it's a vaulted, expectation or um, um, interaction, they expect more than you can humanly give. So mm, okay. that is what becomes taxable. So um, you, both both of y'all have sons. I'm guessing yes. young, young in yeah. age. Yeah. yeah, my son is six. Mine's 11. Wow. Okay, so are teaching them the law that important? How important is teaching them the law and letting them know? Because, you know, like we go through just being black, we go through situations where we was completely writing the law, and then boom, I'm sitting here with cuffs. So, yeah. uh, I was making notes because I speak about my experience, like publicly. You know, I, I'm engaged right. as a speaker, and my son found my notes and found out I've been in the penitentiary. So that was like you hold off as long as you can. He was like five years old, found it, read it, and I was like, oh, shit got real. So. He when I go to trial, he went. He was with me. He was in there. We talking right. the, the mm-hmm. whole thing. It's real. And uh, but even my um, interactions with his teachers, 
buddy, they seen you outside right now, but in two years, they will be calling the police for you, okay? I'm telling him that in front of them. So it's raw and uncut. You know, if I was to dead and gone, he going to be invested in movement. He going to love people. He going to help people. It, it, and yeah. he going to make, I would hope, good decision. That's what I hammer the most on your decision making. That yeah, I would just add that, like, for my son, he's six. He's in kindergarten. So he he's a, I'm laughing because he's just like a character. But the main thing I try to focus when I teach him is just like, deconstructing everything that he's exposed to in school. You know, like we have talks about Christopher Columbus and like the Mayflower, like how that's not real, like how he actually came and he genocided, he killed everyone. And my son's like, he killed everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I thought they ha- they were made friends and they were, they had a feast. No, that's not what happened. That's a lie. And he's like, well, why do the teachers lie to us? So it's like, I have those conversations with him, and I also talk to him a lot about um, his ancestors, um, ancestor veneration, um, not moving in fear. Like, um, I really try to instill in him, yeah, like... that was like a 9.7 yeah, on the T.I. scale. <laughs> Google that. Really Googling it. Oh, what? what? I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that word? God. Ancestor veneration? Yeah, okay. God. Yeah, venerate. It's just like... Lifting, uh, like lifting up your ancestors, basically. Um, teaching him about like my dad and my my grandparents, and letting him feel pride about that, and really just um, being grounded and settled in his blackness. Like that's the kind of things I talk to him about a lot. And then you know, on the flip side of that, he's always in movement. He's always in movement spaces. Yeah. He knows what I do. He hears me on the phone. He knows what he knows what me and Jagay to be working on. Like he knows. And he uses it to his advantage because, like, he was just at school. Um, you know, the teacher, he didn't like what the teacher said or whatever. He knocked down the um, goalpost. Oh, damn. They were playing soccer. He knocked down the goalpost, got lunch detention, refused to go. And then the teacher, you know, tried to, like, guide him there. And he, like, you know, did one of those. And she's like, oh, he tried to swing on me. And, you know, I had to have the conversation with him, like, yeah, you in kindergarten right now, they calling mommy, but mm-hmm. you know, they they going to be calling the police. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, well, you'll just you'll just get me out." Yeah. 100. <laughs> 100. Uh, no. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to do. Like, you know, so he knows he's You got smart. him out, you getting me out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what you talking about? Right. What you talking about? But when you think about it, that's a, a reflection of your teachings because you're teaching yeah. him not to move out of fear, you right? Know? So that that That's shows real. that what you're instilling in him is sticking at, yeah. at six. Like yeah. that's that's right. huge. He's too. He, yeah, he's yeah. extra brilliant. Like he's is you know I think the movement is is medicine for a young baby when they grow up in it, it gives them that. And I think we you know he we was some of my most um, groundbreaking moments. We took a trip to Atlanta back in damn 2018. He was in the building. You know, so he's wow. been invested um, that, and I see the byproduct of you know, in and the community giving a fuck about him too. Like yeah. he's yeah. extremely loved. Yeah, it's by- a real village mentality. Like you know, with movement, that's one of the good things about it is it is a village. You know, especially me being a single mom of a black boy. You know, I tap in to Jagada like all the time. That's like his other child. So like. The incident that I just talked about at school, yeah. I was like, Jagada, you know, you need to go talk to him. I go to, and so Jagada went and picked him up at school. And, you know, my son, his name is um, Nasir. 
He was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's you know, a great name. Yeah, Nas. <laughs> that's that's what name. we call him, Nas, too. So, um, but yeah, I told him, I was like, you know, Jagata's going to pick you up from school today and talk to you about your behavior. He's going to get greater later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's is. crazy. <laughs> when he like, when he like 50. Give, oh, give God, him some time. Yeah. Um, Big money. But yeah, he was just kind of like, oh, yeah, Jagata, um, going to go off on me. But then after that, we're going to have fun. Like, he was just like, it's cool. And he's like, mom, is, is anyone going to pick me up today and talk yeah. to me about my behavior? Like, no, mm. <laughs> I'm picking you up. So he's just, he's a, um, like I said, he's a character, but he, he knows he's loved. Um, he knows he has a lot of uh, role models that care about him. Yeah. And um, and just like I'm glad that, you know, like especially with Jagata, like he he's able to see affection from a man, you know, like, right. you know, Jagata, I'll be like, Jagata be kissing on my baby. Like, I love that because he knows like it's OK to show love. It's OK to, to show affection. So um, and especially at, you know, because he's only six. So he has a lot of shaping yeah. to be done. So. With uh with your 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 pops being in the movement, um why aren't the why aren't the movements more highlighted from the south? Like most of the movements I hear, especially when it comes to like the Black Panther Party, it'd be like the West then the East. Mid but Midwest too a little bit. I don't hear nothing in the South. It just the civil rights yeah. movement, kind of like. I think, um, I, I think in general, like movement history is not highlighted. It's just certain people are highlighted, like mm. you know Martin Luther King Jr., for instance. But it's like, you know, he was purposefully put in that place of being like the face of movement because of who he was, and there was a whole like organizing body that was like actually moving shit and like underground that are like unknown organizers. You know what I mean? That were doing the meetings and um, calling people, you know, organizing the the rides, you know, and there was the Montgomery yeah. boycott, bus mm-hmm. boycott. It's like they had a whole ride system set up where like so people could still get to work. So people could yeah. still get to where they needed to go. And it was like, you know, a lot of black women actually who organized those things. So it's like. I guess that's just the way history goes. That's why it's called history. His yeah, story right. is like. The mm. it's the erasure of you know black the contribute the con- contributions how you say that yeah, yeah of black women to movement um, but and then in particular in the south I think it was just so dangerous that it was very much under the radar because I, they were just up against a different energy than what that we saw in the north and in the west um, in terms of just like lynching mobs um, you know the burning of black cities and all yeah. those things. So that's why, you know, what I mean, not to pit the brothers up against each other, but that's why uh, I really don't be liking, you know, when people kind of slander the brother a little bit when they, you know, Martin a little bit, man, they be slandering him a lot when they come up to Malcolm, you yeah, know, well, and I'm a, I, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Malcolm mm-hmm. guy. I'm a Malcolm guy, mm-hmm. but I never seen Malcolm in the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's that's a that's a deep one. I ain't never seen him in the smoke. Uh, yeah. But shout out to Mal. Yeah. And there wouldn't be no uh I think there wouldn't be no Martin without Adam Clayton Powell. I think that needs to be said too. He was molded in his image. Yeah, and I, I think too is like we with especially in movement, like kind of like what Jagata was just saying, like you get put on this pedestal where it's like, you know, you're supposed to just be this perfect person all yeah. the time. 
that's like a savior for black people. And it's like, no, like niggas have real problems. This like, you know what I'm game. saying? So, so did Malcolm X. So did Martin Luther King yeah. Jr. Whoever. They all had real lives and went through real shit in the background. So I think if we can just kind of get back to reality and, and realize like these are human beings, um, that would kind of help in terms of like how we pit um, icons against each, each other, other, you yeah. know, because... They were both great in their own regard. You know, I'll go with Malcolm. I'll rock with Malcolm now, but, you know. I mean, they both, I think I think they both were great. You know, Malcolm, I, I myself is a, is a student of Malcolm, but I just think Martin spoke a different language. Yeah. You know what I mean? It got him in rooms that he... A more digestible language. There, there you go. And that goes back to your your earlier question about like how do we all these different movement ph philosophies, how we kind of coalesce with each other. Yeah. That's how it's like... We're all on a path to black liberation. We That's might have different means of getting there, but we're all on the same kind of journey to, a, a you know, this freedom destination. So, yeah, it's okay. It's like my, it's not just one way to organize. There's not one way to get free. Like we can, you do what you do. I'll do what I do. And we all going to keep doing it until we get to where we're going. So I think that's how we're able to like navigate these spaces and like be cool with everybody and, Hold everybody accountable, too, because it's love and, and rigor. You know, that is kind of at the root of what we do. It's like, yeah, we love you, but, you know, I'm going to let you know that that was fucked up or, like, yeah. this was not cool or whatever. So it's like um, just maintaining that balance. Okay. Uh, well, y'all got anything before we... Um, I do. Uh, we bailing out you. Black Moms, so please uh, tap in. Get on our, our Instagram, Mass Liberation Project. Um... <clears throat> Uh, and you can help us by donating. You can help us by um, getting involved, helping yeah. us post bails. There's a lot of different ways you can get involved. But definitely, um, we're bailing out black moms. It's our fifth year doing it. We always All get Mother's Day coming up. Yeah. 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 yeah it's you guys did it. It was last Mother's Day, wasn't it? Yeah, this is our fifth five. Mother's Day doing it. Yeah. We do it every Mother's Day. Because yeah. we had um, we had the sister. Yeah. Uh, no, we had. Um, Akiko. Oh, uh, more than a hashtag. Okay, Desiree. Right. Yeah, she helps us she every was year. Fresh off of that. Yeah, 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 she helps us every year. Yep. Um, one time for Desiree. Um, yeah. So it's like you know we always get pushback like, oh, why are y'all only focusing on black women? Like, what yeah. about the other women? Or like, what about black men? And it's like, listen, <laughs> you know, yeah. we gonna focus on black women right now, yeah. especially because black women are, you know. Are there well, any qualifications no for this? <laughs> Are there any qualifications? No like, is it mi just minor? Be black. Um, Be no. Black. It, yeah, that's really it. It's just like have a bell that we can afford and be a black woman. That's pretty much I the went, qualification. I went to. Um, I was blessed to go into the county jail uh, last year um, to let a mama know we was coming to get her. You know, the bell around because yeah. again, they don't know. Um, we find them, locate them, and get all that. But just uh, that's heavy. You know, she was yeah. overjoyed. Um, that was definitely something that uh, I felt like I had the experience. She couldn't believe it. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I mean, the fifteen minute video, fifteen minute uh, window. I've got to at least twelve minutes tell her, no, this is serious. You yeah. know, so um, that's the energy. I'm I'm moving on again this year. There's um, there's some black mamas that don't even know that they coming Thank home. Thank you, white man. Thank you. That's the that's the party right there. The tech crew. Yeah, <laughs> he gonna get you one of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you call him white. Yeah. Man, don't even look white. What's going on? 
Um, I have a question. So, is there any is there any um, restrictions as far as like you committed this crime? We don't we not fucking with you because you did this, or is it just if you're a black woman and it's Mother's Day, we bailing you out? We don't care. We don't care about. Well, no, because there is no um, requirement like oh we don't you know if you did this then you know we not gonna bail you out. No, because if you have a bail, that means that a judge has looked at it. A judge has said this is an amount that we think is good enough to ensure that this person's going to come back to court and that the public is going to be safe. So we're going to just go ahead and pay that. And then it's not just like, we don't just post bail and then be like, okay, you know, good luck with everything. Like, What if the return record is bad? Um, yeah, that's, that's not that's take, not a factor. Just okay. taking check. Yeah. And this thing, our, our scenario is different too. Excuse me. <clears throat> Go ahead. Where that we ain't bailing out. You know, when you, like if you got a case right now, you have somebody here, a bail's mom and a bail bondsman, and they'll come and get the 15% or the 10%. We posting out the bails in its entirety. So if you locked up for seven bands, it might be, um, you could get out for a thousand or something. But no, we're going to pay the whole seven bands. And if you fumble and say, fuck it, I'm going to New Mexico, we lose all that bag. So there's right. a commitment and a trust that is the foundation of everything we're doing. Because you could be like, we got somebody on a bond right now for 50K. She could have been gone. She right. rock with us. She believe in us. Like She doing whatever she got to do to put yeah. herself in a, a position to succeed. Um, because I think people say like, God, damn, somebody bet 50 racks on me. And it right. make you kind of tune in your little self and that I am worthy. Yeah. You know, it, right. and it'll change you. So even now, that's been down there a calendar. I mean, that's sis. That's family. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I can imagine if, y'all, I'm sorry, I'm in Oklahoma now. Good luck, <laughs> sis. I'll burn the 50 because I couldn't imagine her ever doing it. It must be unjust duress. But. Yeah, and we just, we were actually able to get her probation through participatory defense, and she was facing like 20 years in prison. Um, she actually had robbed multiple Seven um, Elevens. Um, I was about to say tricks. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, we don't. We don't really look at the charges. Like the charges isn't going to stop us from bailing somebody out. Um, and then we just come in with that support. We meet with them. We talk to them about what's really going on. How did they end up in that situation? Um, we like work with them on their life shit, and then we also support them in getting to court, making sure they go, going with them. Making sure we got community there. It is a phone um, call. Like we want, yeah. like you gonna, you'd have to have a sister, a brother, somebody to be a contact before we free them. Okay. okay. Yeah, that is a little okay. hurdle. Like somebody gonna say yeah, and usually you would get in contact with us, so that okay. would be that, okay. that connect. But, and, and then it also just one more thing. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. You're good. Okay. Uh, mutual aid. Like this is we consider this mutual aid. So mutual meaning that we gonna do something for you. You gonna do something for us. So what do you what you're doing for us is like you're getting involved in this work. So mm, like the mama okay. that we have a 50k bond out on her right now, um, you know she's at the jail with us posting bonds last year because she was out fighting her case. Like she's out fundraising with us. She's at she's doing the work um, that is required to continue bailing out black moms. So it's like it's not That's just uh, you know y'all bailed me out. It's not like a service. No, yeah. it's you have to come help us do this shit going forward. And be deeper involved in just black liberation in general. Right. That's All right. Well, man, I appreciate y'all, man. This is, this, yeah. is, this is dope. This was enlightening, man. I, I usually, I, it's been a long time since uh, we've had somebody in here that, you know, 
on their voting shit. So <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I, it's I appreciate the jokes y'all threw out there. Yeah, I appreciate y'all too. Yeah, his Google was on fire at the beginning of the episode, then it kind of slowed down. You know what I'm saying? He on glad a, he, he got he on his iPhone nine shit. You know, towards the end, Boom. you know. What I'm saying? But um, where can the people uh uh find you guys at? Any more information? Um, we have a website now. This Woo-hoo. is like we just got it. So uh, mass li- massliberationenv.com. Well, well. Our .org Somebody bought our domain Oh you got a .org Boy somebody, that's privilege yeah, right there boy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody com. really brought our domain Like why would y'all do that But yeah So we had to go with .com So that's where you can find us Mass Liberation uh, MassLiberationNV.com And then um, obviously on our IG Mass Liberation um, We're pretty active on there And then we also have a Facebook page Mass Liberation Project Nevada Okay um, Google. <laughs> uh, no. Nah, While I have the opportunity to do so, I just want to say thank y'all uh, for the work. For you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Anybody, I don't know anybody that's personally benefited, but I want to thank y'all for on behalf of the women y'all, not the people y'all do this for. It, it, it's deeper than just the women themselves. You know, they have kids, they have families. So I, I personally want to thank you on their behalf. Um, and continue to do you know whatever it is that God put on your heart to do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, man. Just appreciate you. Think about taking that durag off. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> now they need to know where to find Two you. weeks ago, you swore up and down you was never going to wear black again, but yeah, <laughs> yeah still. Get yeah, red in my shirt. What yeah. you talking about? Oh, you put the red? Oh, okay. Uh, what you talking about? Cut off the Horton, put a bat on there, huh? It's crazy. It's- um, and we want to come back too, like, oh, and and we need y'all to come out. Absolutely, yeah, man. Let's like, go. We have to collaborate. I've actually been in uh, Kiko. Been on my line crazy about coming out to different things. I I, yeah. I told her if she keep me in in, in touch, I will sooner or later it'll definitely touch, yeah. pull up. Yeah, yeah I bet it's a lot of good, I bet it's a lot of nice wholesome single women at these. Like, you a pop, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, yeah, hey boy, the whole bath that hey, day. That's hey. definitely there. I don't know about you coming out there with that do rag though. That's crazy. Me too, huh? Hey man, boy, that sage thing's crazy, boy. Yeah. That sage was on the different. Ooh, it's different. I ain't never had none of that. Well, let me tell you. Hey, Stop. three chains. No, so no namaste. Yo, it's so funny. <laughs> break your heart, boy. Put it on you and break your heart, man. Mm. But yeah, you still got to tell them where, you, where to find you. You ain't said that part. I thought we were just saying what we had to say at the end. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, if y'all want to find me, I'm Twitter, Instagram, Young Al Bundy, Y-U-N-G underscore Al <laughs> underscore Bundy. You can catch me on View 7 Network on YouTube. And in two, three days... Three days, man. It's live show season. Yeah, man. I hope you don't. I hope you don't come in in there dressed like Kyle from Jagged Edge. Man. Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> he do, he he uh, showing the waves that day. Bringing the waves. The one. Just, just, just the wave. Just don't wear the, don't wear them Air Force Ones. You wear the every special event, and we'll be all right. We'll figure everything else out. We'll figure we'll figure everything else out. Don't worry about that. Oh man, don't put them motherfuckers. Oh That's good. man, that Google shirt fell out of a pinata, nigga. <laughs> uh, um, Skinny Junior seven 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 on Instagram, man. YouTube Code Seven, YouTube View Seven Network, man. Uh, y'all can find me both on IG and Twitter at Shayna underscore Candy. That's S H A Y N A underscore K A N D I I. Okay, with your uh, my fault. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I had a song in my heart. My fault. 
Hey, you can follow me on Twitter. Just call me Smith. It's J-U-S. Call me Smith. Uh, you can follow the, you can follow the podcast pages on Twitter at Views for the Seven on Instagram Views for the underscore Seven. <laughs> hey man, I got our logo on it. Fuck. Yeah, dude. She said the fun Dutch. He didn't get that hat from Bells though. The homie made these hats, man. What is y'all doing right on, uh, on Facebook, got views for the seven, man. We up out of here. Thank you guys, man. Thank you, thank you so much, man. We up out of here. Peace. Yeah, man.